Antarctica. Man, Man it's, it's cold, cold here. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We're going, 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 going for episode 23 of CritterCast. Oh my god. Hey, did you know that over 50% of podcasts don't make it past episode 10? That wouldn't surprise me. Like, So we've made it twice as far as over 50% of podcasts? Yes. Well, I should hope so, because we, we've spent a lot of money on business cards. It's true. We have like four piles of business cards. Yeah. I think we're a little overambitious when no, we ordered them. No, we're committed. That's what it is. <laughs> we needed more <laughs> stickers, less business cards, and instead we ordered so many business cards. That's true. And like not enough stickers. Yeah, no, we kind of have to, to push the business cards on people, whereas yeah. the stickers, it's really easy to give people right? stickers. Right, you're like, hi, do you want a sticker? And they're like, I love stickers! Yes, I will take that sticker. Hello, 50-year-old businessman. Would you like a sticker? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> All of them. I will put it on my phone case. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or on my laptop, as mine is. Yes. Um, yes, but for those of you joining us today that are not sitting here on this couch, it is episode 23 of CritterCast. I'm Karina. I'm Cassie. And this, like we said, is CritterCast. Yes. <laughs> uh, episode 23, Episode 23. <laughs> For those who are just joining in on this episode, we have a comedic animal podcast mm-hmm. where we talk about a different critter every week. Some weeks, like this week, uh-huh. are um, like part ones because yes. there's so much information. Others, you know, it just depends on how narrow of a topic we pick. Today we did not pick uh, a very narrow topic. I mean, we we did, but there's just been so much research on this particular type of critter, and there's so much that we can learn about this critter and so many ways this critter is yes. integrated into our life, so there's just no way we can cover yes. everything. Also, I'm it might be a, a far cry, but I'm really hoping to get a, um, a co-host in here, a guest co-host with us. Oh, okay. Because... I thought you were going to say, like, a Burt's Bees sponsorship. Hi, Burt's Bees. <laughs> Welcome to CritterCast. Or, like, a like a Lush sponsorship. Ooh. You know? Hi, Lush. <laughs> Welcome to CritterCast. But, no. But for but today, today we are only joined by our regular two human co-hosts and uh, two of our regular animal co-hosts. We're joined by Tinkerbell and Midnight today. Mm-hmm. I think the others are will come in and out as they please. Yeah. As... As is customary. Yep. Since we moved the the podcasting studio from the kitchen to the living room, we lost Eleven <laughs> as a co-host. Yes. Um, and I don't really mind. <laughs> he, he did like to bat at the microphone. <laughs> it's not fun in editing. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, hi, baby. Would you like to join in as well? Do you want to come be a co-host? No. Come here, Ruru. No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he's a little microphone shy. He's a little shy. shy. <laughs> he's just going to sit back there. He's That's just fun. kind of hoping I have more of the treats that I bribed them all to yes. start settling down yeah, with. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's all fine. Um, so that was a glimpse for those of you mm-hmm. who are joining us for the first time today. And for those of you who are joining us for the second, third, fourth, fifth, or 23rd time, welcome back. Thanks Thank- for joining again. Hi, we love you. Thanks for tuning on in. <laughs> We've been having fun watching our our listeners in different countries. Yes. On our on our so stats exciting. page. Because it's just fun to imagine like these people all the way across the world listening to us and yeah. like, actually enjoying themselves. Yeah, for so sure. So if you're not in the United States and you're still listening and enjoying our humor, thank you. I really love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like really love you. Also, hey, hi. Yes. Email us or... Um, yeah, tell us about you and your life and yeah. your country. And, and your animals. <laughs> yes, and all the critters you have there that are cool and yeah. interesting. And so, what, what should we know about but maybe don't yet? Yeah, we're always learning. Yeah, I hope, I hope you guys know that we're oh. like not just experts right. on all these animals. Yes, yes, we <laughs> we, we learn disclaimer. New we we do not claim expertise on literally any animal, anything, even the ones no. we love to talk about so much. Yes, no, um, and honestly, some of our best episodes have definitely ones that definitely been ones mm-hmm. that neither of us were very familiar with. I was, um, and we just have a fun time learning about them together so as a group. Delighted to Everybody, do that with the last episode, the yeah. snowshoe hair. It was so much fun to learn. Lots of fun about that animal yeah so today we're gonna be um going smaller you know yeah hairs are kind of small but Mm -hmm. we're going even smaller and into a a different branch of the critter world one might say we are buzzing down a different path (laughs) (laughs) when one might say that yes honey 
No. (laughs) That was bad. That was not a good one. Uh, But yeah, stay tuned till the end of the episode to find out more about us. But until then, let's let's just uh, take off. Oh, with these no no chatter this time. That was our chatter. We don't want to talk about the fact that you came and and met with my students this week. Nah, let's just get into it. Oh, okay. We have a time. We're we're timing ourselves today, so if we want to get as many B facts (laughs) in while we can, we gotta. Oh yeah, that's right. Busy, busy We're doing bees. honeybees exactly. this week. Particularly. If you hadn't figured that out yet, that's the deal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Buzz buzz, bitches, let's go. <laughs> well, that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> so honeybees, let's talk about them. Let's talk about bees, baby. No? Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> it worked. It totally works. <laughs> Honeybees are one of the most popular types of bees, but they only represent a small percentage of bee species. So uh, before we go into honeybee information, I just want to like give you kind of like what are honeybees and how are they different than other bees? Mm -hmm. So they're the only surviving group of bees from the Apini tribe, which is under the Apis genus. They're known for producing and storing honey or liquefied sugar, as well as building impressively large nests out of wax secreted by the workers in a particular colony. AKA other bees don't produce honey. Yes. Yeah. They look they look similar ish. But they don't do these ones are called the Honey bees. Oh, so smart. I mean all bees pollinate though still, so love all bees. Yes. But Today we're spreading love for the, the sweetest of the bees. Yeah, you know what? It's getting close to the holidays. It, it is the holidays it for those of holidays. us who celebrate Hanukkah. So we wanted to... I like how you say those of us as if you celebrate Hanukkah. I have par- people in my community, my friend group community who yes. celebrate. So yes. I count myself Are as an us, not Are they sitting in this them. room? Tinkerbell, do you celebrate Hanukkah and we've just been missing out? In spirit. They're here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, yes. a major component in a lot of the baking that goes on and a lot of like my holiday rituals, like having yeah. tea at night while I watch a really wonderful, I mean, bad uh, Hallmark movie. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> no, they're wonderful. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're absolutely wonderful. <laughs> they're so great. That's funny because like, I, I don't think I've ever baked with honey. Like, I, oh, really? I love honey. Yeah. But I just tend to like eat it straight up. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. fair, too. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Honey. It's good for everything. <laughs> oh, boy. Your taglines are, uh, they're, they're lacking a little today. This is why I don't work in sales and marketing. <laughs> so honeybees are uh, invertebrates. Mm-hmm. So we're finally getting back to doing another insect, which Buggies. it's been a little while since yep. we did one. Yeah. So that's exciting. Their scientific name is Apis mellifera. <laughs> Bam. They are herbivores. That would be interesting if they mm-hmm. weren't. <laughs> I think you mean terrifying. <laughs> well, wasps, I think, are not. Yeah, but they're a little bit bigger than honeybees. Yes. Also more terrifying. <laughs> right. Let's love honeybees. Okay. Let's love them. Yes. And not no. be terrified of no, them. No, this is just all about the amazingness the of The appreciation yes. of the bees. Yes. So their group name is Colony or Swarm. I like Colony better. Let's go with Colony. Yeah, Swarm is like, it's an action. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Come here, baby. So their average lifespan in the wild. Now, there is an asterisk on this. Okay. Because it depends on what type of a honeybee you are. Okay. But certain types of honeybees can live up to five years. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Considering we were talking about snow hares who live less than that. Yeah, right? Considerably so. Yeah. Yeah, five years is very impressive. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, it's not all bees. No, of course. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not all bees no. live five years. No. <laughs> the, the disappointing end to that hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> They're pretty small. They're in inches, about 0. 0.4 to 0. 0.6 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're... Like the so size like of when you were a kid and you made finger. those little beady creatures for fun, it was like life size. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else make those tiny little beaded creatures yeah. with wires and tiny beads? Yeah, like a couple of little beads. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. So in millimeters, they're about 15 millimeters long. Mm-hmm. They are flying insects. 
They're close relatives to wasps and to ants. And they are found on every continent on Earth except for... Antarctica! (laughs) Because, man, it's cold there. (laughs) Oh, your taglines are real good. (laughs) We have a new career, you guys. Oh, yeah, Karina, the... the, uh, I don't know. The tourist relations <laughs> guru. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay, so how can you tell if a bee that you're looking at is a honeybee? So they have a distinctive shape mm-hmm. and some distinctive colors, mm-hmm. and those colors are helpful to let other species know, hey, watch out, I can sting you. I'm a bee. I'm a bee and I can sting you. Yeah. So they're usually oval-shaped. Okay. And they have golden yellow colors and brown bands. They're not actually black and white. Yeah, and when you when you look at them up close, yeah. you can tell. Now, d- well, that'll be a question for a future bee episode, mm-hmm. but I was going to ask if um, that's true of all bees. Like, are all mm-hmm. bees dark brown and yellow, mm-hmm. or is it just honeybees for now? Yeah, we're just talking about honeybees for now. So you just didn't verify. Well, I think other types of bees can come in other types of color variations. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that when we do another bee episode. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just didn't want to leave them hanging. Like, I started a question and then, like, <laughs> yeah, that would totally be rude. leave it off. And, you like, couldn't. the person on the other end is like, what the Wait, fuck? What? I wanted an answer to that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A bee episode, not child friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Like so many of our other episodes, technically I, I mean, all. <laughs> honestly, like, it's not something that we intentionally think about, but I've just been in a very sweary mood today. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I've been in a very sweary mood for the last two years. Ugh. Oh, uh, hi, Ruru. <coughs> oh, wow. He ditched you hardcore. Yes, he did. But then he came right back. <laughs> yeah, and gave your eyelid kisses. Weirdo. So the those colors. Uh, I mentioned that they exist for a reason. And the reason is to let potential other insects know that they can sting. Mm-hmm. And so they can... Um, it acts as kind of a warning both to potential predators and also to other animals or insects who might want to try and steal the honey. Right. Because, mm-hmm. like, even though they don't have that black, yellow is still a very big yeah. warning color in the critter world. Yeah. And that contrast between the black and the br- or the brown the and the yellow br- is going to show it's up. It's dark brown, yeah. man. Like, you can barely yeah. tell. It's definitely a, you look at it and you, and you think, oh, proceed Yeah, with yellow caution. stripes. Okay. Yeah. Take yeah. a pause. Yes. So the ways that a bee's body is set up is really interesting. They have the the head, right, mm-hmm. which right. consists of their eyes, antenna, and feeding structure. Now, when I say eyes, what I mean is not they have two eyes. They have, like, several. Yes, and the eyes can be broken down into two categories. Mm-hmm. They have the compound eye and the simple eye. Okay. And the compound eye is what helps them to understand color, light and directional information from the sun's UV rays. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, they, they, I think that we have such a hard time grasping as humans. We're just like, oh, so what animals see color and what don't they? And what we see is like in our head, whether they'd be seeing what we see black and white or what we right. see color. And vision it's is so, so much, much more complex yeah, than that. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's complex for every critter. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody else sees colors the way we do right like, they just don't see things the way we do yeah and bees exist on this alternative plane yeah. of existence yeah. they really they do just, they see all of the like all the rays that we talk about yeah and all the bands that we talk about when we're like being all fancy they see that yeah that and not only how do much they easier would it be that? for us to comprehend those concepts in science class if we could see them Oh, so much easier, right? <laughs> That's why I failed at microbiology. Because you weren't a I bee. I was like... You should have been a bee. I should have been a bee. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the simple eye, on the other hand, which is also called the ocelli, helps in determining the amount of light that's present. Okay. Yeah. So it's not even like, this is the our eye where we just see things the yeah. way humans think we nope. see things. Again. Yeah. It's just like... This one sees one thing, mm-hmm. and this one sees all of the complexities, yep. and together. Now, is it the way you imagine, where it's like a bunch of tiny little eyes all grouped together, and half of them are one thing, and half of them are the other, but they're all working together to see the same thing all at once? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to look up yeah. zoomed-in pictures of bees' okay, eyes. Okay, do it. Okay. You, you... <coughs> 
in the meantime, I'm going to cough. <laughs> I was going to say, you keep on keeping on with your facts. And oh, I'll okay. pull up a picture. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about the antenna because I always thought that antennas were just too... Like, I don't know. I, right? I guess. <laughs> like, they're be just there? like, <laughs> <laughs> right? I thought they Look were like insect-y? feelers, you know? Yeah. Like, t- like whiskers on an animal. Right. Like, just kind of like, yes. Feel the space, maybe sense the air a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like a cat's whiskers where they use it, like walking around in the dark to talk. Right. Am I going to bump into like, something? What's right, going right, on right. Here? Kind of feel the temperatures a yeah, little bit. Yeah. And kind of. Just like extra fingers just hanging out. Right. Just. <laughs> You know, face fingers. <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a good episode. Oh, no. <laughs> so, actually, the antennas function to smell and detect odors and also to measure flight speed, which I thought was super handy for them. Okay. And that's going to come in later when we talk a little bit about how they communicate information yeah. with each other. Because they're, they're constantly recording information for themselves and processing information about, like, how far it took to get to a really good uh, yeah. location for collecting So for they collecting can remember, pollen. like, for mm-hmm. next time. Exactly. And tell all their friends. Yeah. So they're like, like, this is the place to be. Right. So they need to be able to process how fast they're flying so yeah. that they can kind of process distance. Yeah. Fucking bees, man. Yeah. They're, they're very smart. impressive. smart. Before we move on from the face, yeah. I did end up pulling up a picture. Okay. A close-up photo. Um, and it looks like it's broken down into maybe like there's the cent there's the center circle and mm-hmm. then maybe they have the other part of their eye oh, around cool. it. But there's hairs in their eyes, like oh. coming out of their eyes. Oh no, thank you. No. No what? No. Like everywhere. It no. it thins out towards the middle Mm-mm. of the eye, but like well, I'm, we Mm-mm. will share this photo on social media with you guys. It's just a very zoomed in picture. Yeah, it'll of, have a content of warning a on it because it's terrifying. <laughs> of a honeybee eye. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. That sounds like fun. Along with that same sort of, are these animals or are they aliens? Oh, they 100% are aliens. I'm pretty sure. Do not fall off the couch. Come pop. on, Vespa forms. Go lay down. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that was a wasp, but still. True. Mm-hmm. So they are, the other part of their face and their head that I want to talk about is their mandibles. Okay. <laughs> That's their mouthfish yeah. thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Your mandible is your jaw. Yes, and it's their jaw too. Yeah. And they use it for eating pollen, cutting and shaping wax, feeding larvae, feeding the queen, cleaning the hive, grooming, and fighting. Right, because it's not <laughs> like... Well, he did paw her face. Aww. It was quite rude. Um... This is just a part yes. of so they're they're mandibles, aka the the jack of all trades of yeah. the body parts. Of yeah, the they're bees. a Swiss Army knife, right? Yeah, just on their face. Yes, again, again. Like so, they're walking I, around. At the end of this, at the end of this episode, somebody has to do a sketch for us. I'm calling out Zara here because I think she's the, like or or, or, or Adri. She both yeah. could. She probably could do a rough sketch too. So far, we have a bee face uh-huh. that has a, a Swiss army knife as a mouth, mm-hmm. um, hairy eyes. Multiple types of eyes. Yes, and hairy, and yeah. fingers on their finger yeah. antenna. Yeah. It's I don't know what's weird about this. Like, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Whew. All right. So then they have their um, their thorax. Right. Right. The second half of their body. Yes. The booty that's, of the bee world. That's right. And a very important body boy, part here love critter it. Cast. That's right. Hashtag bees love the thorax. Oh. <laughs> oh, I like it. Mixing it up. Nice. So on their thorax, something that I found particularly interesting is that they have two sets of wings. Okay. So they're, they're, they have a forewing and a hindwing. Mm-hmm. Their forewing is probably what you think of when you think of a honeybee wing. Like, yeah. Those little round yeah. kind of mm-hmm. cute things. Yeah. And it's larger. Right. And it's typically used for flight and it's used as a cooling mechanism. Okay. And then the hind wings are smaller and are used to fan away heat and to cool the hive. Interesting. Yeah. And are they like just kind of tucked underneath? Like you'd think of how a butterfly has like two part wings. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But they operate a little bit independently. Like uh, like a butterfly's wings right. kind of operate together. together. Right. Yeah. It's just two portions, but yeah. they're serving the same function. Exactly. Right. Um, oh, oh, I forgot. Oh, man, how did I forget? I forgot to mention something on their face that is very important and we have to talk about. Oh, no. <laughs> is it their tonguesies? It's their proboscis. Yes. Their tonguesies. Their, their long straw-like tongue. Like literally straw-like. Yeah. 
So shooting out of their mouth is a, a giant reusable straw. Yes. That would be, yeah. we could save the earth so much if we had straw tongues. Yep. We should just adapt more and quickly. Yeah, really quickly. But we're predators, so we can't adapt nope. quickly. Mm-mm. We learned that last episode. Dagnabbit. <laughs> Curses. Curses. Foiled again by our predatory nature. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't do that in a geeky enough, uh, in a geeky enough accent. You needed to push up your glasses oh. just right there. On the Foiled neck. again by our predatory nature. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, so the proboscis is what allows them to drink the nectar that's way deep inside of the blossoms. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we look at flowers and we don't automatically think, ah, there is a pool of nectar collected right. in that flower. Yes. Because to us, it's such a tiny amount. Yeah. Yeah. But to them, yeah. I mean, it is still a tiny amount, yeah. but it accumulates. Well, they're also just like, they're just capable of really getting it all. You know, it's like that attachment on the end of your vacuum to get in the couch cushions. Yeah, exactly. You got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not really a straw. It's more of like a little vacuum attachment. Well, it is, it's, it's both, right? Yeah. Because it's just kind of like automatic for them. They don't have to Puppy. put a straw in their mouth and like suck it up. Right. Because it's just there. Yeah, suck it up, bees. <laughs> that one didn't hit the same. No, it didn't. No. I know. That's okay. I'll keep working on it. So in the wild, honeybee hives are often located in the holes of trees and on rock crevices, or if you have a poorly maintained house, possibly in your walls. Wow. Okay. (laughs) The hive is made from wax, Mm -hmm. which is generated by special abdominal glands from the worker honeybees. Mm. Mm, Delicious. Yes. Um, Question. Yeah. When we're talking, I know we we know they're they're made of of uh, yes. Go Go jump up. There you go. Good girl. We know that they are uh, made of wax and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. But um, anyway, so I have I have these two versions. Yeah. We have the man-made right. honeybee hives that are like little boxes with drawers, and then there's honeycombs just in the yeah. boxes. Yeah. But then I also have like the Winnie the Pooh Bear right. circular honeybee hives, and I would like to know which of those is closer to a true natural honeybee hive. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not like drawers, but you know. That that right. typical because um, I've seen wasp nests mm-hmm. on like yellow jacket nests, which suck to look at and obviously look very different than a honeybee nest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So they they can look different depending on where you're looking at them, like in what which, angle and where they built them. Yeah, and and even which variety of honeybee because oh, you gotcha. do have different behaviors and different slightly different sizes and things like that in different right. locations right but I think it's it's not a wasp's nest which I think is kind of more okay good girl is kind of more the um the picture that you have in your mind from Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. is it's more of a wasp's nest and that's not that's kind of like the paper mache type thing yeah yeah right this yeah. is a little bit different this you're you're looking at it and what you're actually seeing is the stacks of honeycomb Right. Together. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more like the inside of a man-made honeybee hive. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is yeah. just what's on the outside, and it just is in yeah. a different shape dependent on where they are and what kind. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes Interesting sense. stuff. Disappointing, though, because I really wanted... It's not that classic. ...to be just this cute little, you know, mound-type thing. Yeah, that's ugly and gross-looking. <laughs> Like, isn't it gross looking? It doesn't look appetizing at all. If I was a bear, I wouldn't walk up to that and be like, let me just stick my hand in. Well, especially not because it's usually swarming with bees. Okay, nobody said bears were the smartest, okay? They actually are quite (laughs) smart, and they have natural defenses against it. Yeah, they're they're smart. But not as smart as a honeybee. Well, (laughs) and not Winnie the Pooh Bear. He's, He's very philosophical. Yes, absolutely. So I wanted to go back to how they make the hives. Yes. So like we talked about, they generate the wax, the wax from their abdominal glands. Mm-hmm. And then they sweep up a few of the flakes of the wax. I cannot say wax today. Wax. Wask. I'm going to say wask instead. Okay. No, I'm not. That might confuse the listeners. <laughs> I might just stick with wax. Oh, oh. Just every time you need to I guess say that's it, just helpful. point at me and I'll, okay. s- I'll say it. Perfect. Ready? Okay. Give it a try. Workers sweep up a few flakes of wax from their abdomens and chew the flakes of wax until the <laughs> wax becomes soft. I couldn't. <laughs> that didn't I thought work. It was good though. 
Workers then mold the wax and use it in making cells to form the hive. And unlike other bee species, honeybees do not hibernate during cold periods. Instead, they remain nestled inside of the the nests, Mm -hmm. huddled really closely together, sharing body heat and Mm -hmm. feeding on stored food supplies. That only works, though, because they they have room in the hive since they've kicked out a large part of their workforce. Oh, they're like, and y'all evicted, go find works or freeze. I don't care. That's literally what happened. And what's, well, because there's way too many bees for them all to be in the hive exactly. at the same time. Yep. Yep. And you would think the more the merrier. And it is the more the merrier up until yep. there's no more room. Right. And then, exactly. sorry, the, the inn is full. Yes. Go find a stable, Mary. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Have fun. The- <laughs> oh my God, Jesus was a bee. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. So honeybees are very social. They do they live in a colony. Right. Everything that they do is for the good and the continuation of right. the colony. So much so to the point that sometimes the worker bees and the drones will literally die from overwork. They will wear their wings out. Yeah. I mean, that's dedication. Bees are hardcore. Yes. And I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think anybody ever doubts that yeah like there's a lot of misconceptions about bees of course because people are nervous about anything that can hurt them anything pokey um even though you know we love roses and i've been definitely pricked by more rose thorns than i have been stung by bees but whatever um but i don't think anyone's ever tried to say that bees aren't hardcore and if they have they are wrong yeah like any bee any type of bee any subspecies yep hardcore for sure yeah even the queens I mean, they do, like, the least work, but also, like, the most work. Okay, yeah. let both. Let's talk about this. Let's, let's talk about queens. Let's talk, well, let's well, first talk about the breakdown. Right. Of the different types of bees. Because the... Right. A general bee population in a hive is going to have three types mm-hmm. of bees, which are... Your queen. Uh-huh. Your drones. Yep. Your workers. Yeah. Exactly. Which are also, like, essentially your yeah. sexes. Yes. This is not such thing as, like... Right. Because I hate that that people say, oh, yeah, so you have your queen and that's your only female and the rest are all males. So untrue. Like, it doesn't work that way. No. They don't have binary genders. No. Nope. It's just not that way. No. No, they have three genders. Yes. And w- those genders are um, changeable. They're, they're fluid oh. to a particular degree. Yeah. So this is interesting. So the workers are mm-hmm. all um, infertile females. Okay. They're all females who cannot breed. So they're, these are the bees that you see. Okay. You pretty much never see drones. Mm-hmm. You pretty much never see the queen. Okay. You see when you're out and about, Unless you see Unless you're like at an exhibit and they're like, find the queen. She has a red dot. Yes. And I never can find the queen no. anyway. They yeah, always say she's going to be so obvious and she's going to be so much bigger than they're all the other bees. And I'm like, you're a liar. You. She's not there. <laughs> I can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> so the workers are just females who not be having sex you know it's chill they they choose a a different fulfillment from life you know like some people i know yeah they're and they're still like contributing to the community nobody gives bees who don't want to have kids any shit (laughs) in fact i think they say yes this is correct this isn't your role so we would be super overpopulated (laughs) and have a lot more problems if we had more reproduction so thank you (laughs) So the workers' jobs are to forage for food, pollen, and nectar from flowers, build and protect the hive, clean, circulate the air by beating their wings, and provide other sorts of societal functions. Worker bees are the modern women. Yeah. Not only do they have to go out of the home and make a living, but they must also maintain the home. Yeah, they're leaning in. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. everything. Can they really do it all? No, they can't. That's why sometimes they literally die. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a good model for life. I laughed and then I cried. I know. (laughs) (sighs) All right, drones. Yes. So drones are the males. The lazy males who neither... Neither are the queen nor the very hardworking female. I mean, they're hardworking too. <laughs> they are hardworking to impregnate the queen. Ah, uh, see, it's yeah. an important job when you're a bee, and yep. breeding is important like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's that's their main role. 
there's several hundred drones that live in each hive. Hives, by the way, can range like from 20,000 bees to 80,000 bees. Oh. Yeah. So. That's still a lot of big, bees. Though. Yeah, it's like a lot tw- of freaking like, bees. You're like, oh yeah, 20 versus 80 is, is I, honestly, when you're ta- talking point, in thousands, like it's, it's just, just a lot. Like, a lot of bees. I couldn't sit there and count them all, so it's just yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, 80,000 isn't really as many as I was thinking it could be. Yeah, it could be like 150,000. Right. It could be like 3 million. Yeah. Because no, like, thank you. That, I think I'd nope out of there. <laughs> right? That'd be so much to maintain. Yeah. No. 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 So they live in each hive during the spring and summer, but like we already said, in the winter months, the hive goes into lean survival mode, and mm-hmm. so they get kicked out, and they have to fend for themselves, which usually doesn't go great. Is it, And it's the drones that get kicked out? It's the drones out that get kicked because out. Because they're the ones that are really just not... Like, They've already fulfilled their job at that point. Right, so like And then the out. next generation of drones really will be born. And they can't really fend for themselves because they never were fending for right. themselves. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. peace out. They have served. It's what a lot of communal animals do, is that the the sort of useless males that are not the uh, not the alphas and not, yep. you know, they yeah. go. They yeah. go bye-bye. Yep. But do, they, do, do all drones get kicked out, mm-hmm. or is it just, like, the, the group? Yep. No. It's like, all, the whole generation. Yeah, that whole generation is out. You've and graduated. Thanks generation. so much. Yep. Have fun freezing in the snow. Yeah. Aww. You know... It's a hard life, but someone's got to do it, I guess. Whew. All right, so let's go back to the queen. The queen has a very straightforward job. Her job is to lay the eggs that will create the hive's next generation of bees. So there's usually only one queen in a hive at any particular time. If that queen dies, then the worker bees will create a new queen by feeding one of the female larvae an exclusive diet of a food called royal jelly. And that royal jelly enables the workers to develop, or that particular worker to develop into a fertile queen. So that's what I was talking about with like some of the genders are a little transmutable. Right. So at, at certain stages. Right. It's not like right. once you are a worker bee, you could be turned into the next queen. No. There's no like, there's no princess and the pauper stories going no, on here. No, but also kind of in other ways. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later. You couldn't, with my fun you facts. couldn't just genetically morph into a queen. No. But behaviorally, be, as part of the society, there may be magic. Yeah. Yeah. You have to grow up into it. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. So interesting, huh? I think it's fascinating. I do too. All right. So, hive behavior. Bees live on stored honey and pollen all winter, and they cluster, like I said, into a ball to conserve warmth. Mm -hmm. Then the larvae are fed from the stores during that season, and then by spring, the hive is swarming with new generations of bees. They're all like, okay, it's really cramped in here. Better get to work, please. Yep, yep. And then if a a queen bee dies, once a new queen emerges Mm -hmm. from her her larvae stage, Mm -hmm. it takes her about... Five days to mm-hmm. become sexually active. Oh, yeah. And able to reproduce. So for five days, they're all like, this yeah. is the dark times. Yeah, exactly. Which, back when I was thinking that their uh, their lifespans were very, very short, yep. that, that seemed like a long time. But if that queen's living five years, five days is nothing. Yes. It's nothing. Yep. It's like the equivalent of a couple months. Yes. Not yeah, good. it's awful. And at this point, too, usually they need a new... Um, a new generation of the worker bees too since mm-hmm. the worker bees work so hard yeah they don't tend to live much longer than the drones mm-hmm. because they the, they do just fine in the summer or i'm sorry they do just fine in the chillier seasons that they literally work they work so hard in the summer that they literally can work themselves to death so by that next the time the next generation's ready to go yeah it's very necessary yeah <laughs> yep Oof. interesting stuff so, okay, let's, I think we've done enough, like, background. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to dive into the cool, fun facts that I found out about yes. them. Things that are just mind-blowing. My, completely mind-blowing. And the first one is the method that they use for communication. Do they think B? What? Oh, my God. We should have rewatched the B movie before we did this episode. Oh. You're such a disappointment. Oh. Think B. Yeah. Think B. No. Damn. Nope. But this is something that I think will endear bees to even more. Oh, I already love them, so throw it on me. Their method of communication is dance. 
They're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> the honeybee dance plays an important role in the survival of the species. It's been a part of colonies for years and remains one of the most important methods that they have for foraging for food. But, yeah. but so they're not just having casual conversations through interpretive dance? Yes. But it's scientific and method. Yes. Like classical ballet. Oh my, that's exactly what it is. So there's two different main types of dances. And the reason that these dances are done is so that when a honeybee discovers a new food source, it can tell other honeybees about the location through the dance. So they'll dance the, the dance of their people inside of the nest while all the other bees crowd around and watch in a circle. Ah, oh, and they're like... <laughs> Okay, I get you. Yep. I see what's happening. Yep. So it's seven got, miles east. I got I... the 411. <laughs> I, you ain't going out and getting jiggy with some guy. I don't care how dope his ride is. What? 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 Are those song lyrics? I'm no, confused. it's a quote from from um, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. The it dad is? says Oh, that, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I thought you were going to just say yet another movie I'd never seen. No. Which is totally, totally a throwback to like episode three of Critter Cast. Yeah, but, I know. Um, but no, yeah, I definitely have seen Ten Excited About You. Yeah. I just don't remember all the dad's lines. They're the best lines. He's such an odd man. Literally though. the best. I remember all his lines and most other things I've seen him in. Yeah, because again, the he best. tends to be the best. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about how to decode B-dance language. <laughs> Are, are we have, is this a skill we're gonna need? Is this a marketable skill? Obviously. Oh, okay. Then if go you can't for it. translate B, how do you expect to get anywhere in the world? Oh, uh, well, wow. You know, apparently, I've been living my life very wrong. wrong. So wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> so they have two different main types of dance: the round dance and the waggle dance. The round and waggle. Yes. Okay. The round dance is a movement in a circle. It's used to indicate that the food source is less than 50 meters from the nest. The waggle dance mm-hmm. is a kind of a figure eight pattern. Okay. And the bee does it while wagging its abdomen. And it's used to indicate that the food is located at a distance of more than 150 meters. Okay. So over like 500 feet away. Okay. But then... What mm-hmm. about if it's in between? Exact distances can be communicated by the duration of the dance. Oh my goodness. So a longer dance indicates a greater distance. A shorter dance indicates a, a closer distance. Interesting. Right? Well. Bees, ma'am. Wow. Yeah. The dancing worker bee will also indicate the direction with the waggle dance and will move in reference to the sun's vertical position. Wow. What the Fuck bees. So like the waggle dance is the more complicated one because yeah. that's farther away so they have to give you pretty specific directions. Exactly. But for the circle dance they're kind of just like it's real close. Just look for it. Yeah just go look for it you guys. You'll find it's, it. It's, it's, it's right out, out there. there. It's fine. Yeah and then what's even cooler is that they can integrate in, they can indicate the degree to the right or to the left of the of the, the um, entrance. Yes by like doing um Wait, hang on. The degrees to the right or left of the vertical. Okay, so if they're doing it on like a X and Y axis, mm-hmm. if they're going further to the right, that's yeah. indicating like it's this direction. If they're going further to the left, it's for indicating it's that direction. So if the bees dance is rotated 30 degrees to the vertical, then the food can be found at a 30 degree angle from the nest related to the sun's vertical like direction so what to you're telling me is that when they went to B Academy, yeah, geometry and calculus were their most important absolutely subjects. required. 100%. Oh my god! Well, and 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 also I would have failed as and a B. government. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or ethics, depending on humanities, the, maybe. No, it definitely is algebra, and geometry, <laughs> yeah, and calculus. <for> sure. <laughs> They're mathematicians. They, and here's the interesting thing is that. A, I find it completely amazing that we can decode B language. Okay. But also, there's a lot that we don't understand about B language, including the fact that they perform this dance in the dark, and yet the other bees can understand it. Well, they see totally, like, I don't think we'll, we can say what, what they see, which, yeah. again, I find it very complex how yeah. scientists discovered this knowledge. Yes. Like, 
they're like, oh, put on these bee goggles. And I'm like, but who found out what it should... But I think we still can't grasp, even though we no. may be able to scientifically say, right. this is what's functioning in their little cells, yeah. in their little body parts. You still wouldn't be able to truly, you know, grab a pair of bee goggles off the shelf and say, this is what a bee sees. Yes. Firstly, our eyes just wouldn't even be capable through any kind of lens. But also our brain right. couldn't comprehend it. Nope. Our brain is not set up to understand We are not... As smart as most critters that we talk about. Yeah. Again, recurring theme. (laughs) We just have a totally different measure of intelligence. Yeah. We're like, yeah, humans, the smartest. Oh my gosh. But like actually not though. (laughs) Like not. (laughs) (sighs) So cool. I know that there's so much more that we could talk about with bees and like mechanisms that they have for collecting pollen or, and the different things that the pollen is used for and the different ways that they are. Um, okay. Wow. I'm sorry I touched your head. Jeez. Chill out. The different ways that they are pollinating crops and how those crops play into our... There's a, a bunch. Yeah. There's I'm, just a dramatic amount. But I would say that... I'm limiting it. This yeah. Time. But I would say that there's... Like, there's room to thematically, like, have several more episodes. Excellent. We'll call this... Thank you. Save the Bees Part 1. Perfect. Because that's a big key phrase. I love it. People that like bees love that phrase. And here's another thing I want to say is I knew that this was kind of going to be just like an intro to honeybees. Yeah. And an intro to bees more more generally. This is your first lecture of Honeybees 101. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for attending. No, Honeybees 10. Yeah. This is a lower division series. It definitely is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we're definitely going to go more into depth in all those things. (laughs) Oh, is that my warning? Uh, That is our 15-minute warning. So we have time to wrap everything up and chat still. Great. Good, because I have really fun facts. Yes. Uh, before we get to the fun facts, I did want to say that I I just started to do a little bit of research on their um, honeybees' current um, conservancy level. Yeah. And everything says, oh, yeah, definitely threatened. Definitely not good. But also not officially threatened because more information is needed at this time. Okay. Which I find a little shady. Like, numbers-wise, they're like, mm-hmm. meh, but also they're like, well, yeah, the words, dying the words, off a lot. Like, the word's already out that, like, yeah. bees are in danger, so we have to acknowledge that, but we don't really care. Right. So we're not going to put the time in to tell you, like, or also why we, or how. we don't want to talk about how, there's, there, there's got to be factors involved, and you know what, we'll dig into that more. In another episode. Yeah, I think it'll, that's it'll be a the, whole segment It'll be on the, the... The save the bees part whatever truly save the bees. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It'll be a super long title. Yeah. This one is more of it's it's your intro. Yes. We're kind of talking about what's significant. Why should you care? This is yeah. the why should I care part. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're it's, cool. It's just like the is why. Listen to us talk about cool bees. We're right? not bogging you down. No, they're just. This awesome. is just your your podcast episode for a rainy day when you're like. Man, I wonder what the bees are doing today. Yeah. They're huddled, warm in their hive. And it's only the women. Preparing. <laughs> yeah. The, Both sexually active uh, and non-sexually active. <laughs> so let's talk about fun facts. Yes. Cool fun facts. Number one. There is a toxin in bee venom called melatonin that may help to prevent HIV. Okay, bee venom. When we say bee venom, are we talking about like the venom in the stinger? Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that little bit that gets you that that the what yep. people are allergic to. Yes, what some people are allergic yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so melatonin functions by killing HIV. Um, it pokes holes into the virus's p- protective envelope, mm-hmm. and then it's cool because it can be transmitted by hitching a ride on particular nanoparticles. Mm -hmm. And so it'll just bounce off of normal cells and leave them unharmed. So scientists at Washington University in St. Louis are investigating the possibilities here and they're hoping that the toxin can be used to create preventative gels. Oh. Right? Yeah. Gels that you would like Mm -hmm. put on. Mm -hmm. Cool. (laughs) Exactly what you think. Exactly what you think. Yep. Yay bees. Thanks okay. for the sex. <laughs> oh my god. Thanks for promoting safe sex bees. That's right. <laughs> bee stings may also help us to handle the pain caused by rheumatoid arthritis. 
Oh, so like beasting therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're hoping to do something that's a, li- a little bit more legit than just like, here, B, please sting, please sting my this- achy elbow. Yes. <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. Yeah, so researchers at the University of Sao Paulo have found that molecules in bee venom increase your body's level of glucocorticoid, which is an anti-inflammatory hormone. Yeah. So they're f- hoping to find a way to synthesize that mm-hmm. and um, help to lower right. the the... So they're not looking to harness, unlike unlike with treatment for HIV, they're not looking yeah. to harness venom. They're looking to replicate something that's going on there. Yeah. That could be helpful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So A, a so little easier than people, milking bees. <laughs> milking bee stingers? Yes. That's what they're doing? No. I can just think of the, um, yeah. the spider the tiny from uh, Meet the Parents. No. Anything, anything can be milked. No, but as nipples. You. No. No. <laughs> that is not the title. <laughs> Bees also don't have nipples. So <laughs> right. They don't need them. You can't. No. Like it, no. It's not happening. Right. Mm-mm. No nipples here. This is the no nipple zone. <laughs> it's like it's like if you found a hive in winter, yeah. you could basically put on it a sign that says no boys allowed. Yes. <laughs> but also no nipple zone. <laughs> Nip free. Nip free. Free the nips. Literally, they do not exist here. (laughs) Okay, so remember when I said earlier that while they can't necessarily just like randomly change their genders at will, Mm -hmm. they can, however, change something else. That something else is their brain. What? And their age. Wait, I'm sorry. I know. No, that's not. Yeah. That's not how age works. I Right? But wrong. No. Yes. That's inaccurate. No. It's accurate information. So scientists at Arizona, Arizona State University are researching the way in which aging bees who take on a task that's usually reserved for younger members of the, the beehive mm-hmm. can literally stop their brain from aging. And in fact, their brain will reverse in age. Oh my god. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here thinking like age is a social construct, right? Because age yep. ties to time. And of course like our bodies right. do change over mm-hmm. time, but like how we measure age and all that jazz right. is totally a social construct. Right, right. But this is more about like the way that the, your brain like their development functions. Yes. Yeah. And how it functions differently at different stages in your life. Right. Um, they can basically like they can't yeah. go straight up and like repupate up and become larva again. No, no, no. But it's like a small scale version of that. Yeah. Where they can just be like turn back my biological clock. Yes. So it's kind of like imagine imagine we wanted to play with play doh like we did when we were like four or five years old or play dress up or something, right? Yeah. And literally by doing that, we would make our brains younger. Whoa. Yeah. That would suck, though. Also, no thank you. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? I mean, like, maybe it's chill for bees when you only have a couple years yeah. to live and you want to live longer, yeah. so you, like, make your brain, like, yes. stop. But, like, I don't want to get dumber just from enjoying something I did as a child. I, I also do not want to go back to most of those ages. Like, adulting is hard, and adulting oftentimes sucks. Yeah, but teenaging was harder. <sighs> so much harder. Nobody says teenaging. They should say teenaging. If I teenaged today, obviously it was a difficult day. Yes. A, a full of moodiness. Yes. Yeah, today I was a teen. Ooh. It was not good. It was not good. Tomorrow no. I hope to adult. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so the cool thing, however, is that those researchers at ASU are hoping that by researching the, the mechanisms that the bees use to help their brains reformat. Right. That by researching that, we can use that as a treatment for Alzheimer's. That's where I thought you were going yep. with that. Or just like any kind of memory care. Yeah, absolutely. Cognitive development. Like exactly. Like we could understand oh my gosh, yeah. more. Though I, I get where they're going. Mm-hmm. And like maybe something will come of it. But also going back to the fact that our bees, our brains, our bees, our brains. Yes. Our brains are very different from bees' <laughs> right, brains. Right. and. Even if we can figure out what makes them tick, mm-hmm. it may or may not be able to help us. Right, of course. Because we may be like, all right, let's try it with humans. And then oh, be like, oh, it didn't work. So sad. Yep. Humans suck. Yep. Also, it might take us a really long time to figure out oh, how that mechanism I'm sure it would. works and how to duplicate that. Yeah. And Although, on the other hand, I'm sure you could find some volunteers for it. If I had early onset, onset Alzheimer's, I would be like, yes, give me a bee brain, please. 
Oh, yeah, just take a yeah. bee brain, probably, like, about 100 of them, well, I'm imagining, and put them in my body. I'm imagining it's more of a, like, hybridization thing, where they stitch a bee's brain onto, onto a part brain? of my brain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking they were just going to build you a robot bee brain. No, I would be a, in your head. a so you, human you hybrid. Won't be, you won't be Cassie anymore. You'll be Cassie adjacent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be fine. And you won't have Alzheimer's, so it's fine. Perfect. There you go. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> Why is your phone rejecting your fingerprint? I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm no longer Cassie. I'm Cassie adjacent. <laughs> your phone's like, I do not accept Cassie Lies. adjacent. <laughs> Okay, so another interesting thing is that the um, the bees are hardwired to do certain jobs. Yeah. Scout bees, which search for new sources of food, are wired for adventuring. Okay. Soldier bees, which they um, scientists discovered and categorized in 2012, work as security guards for their whole life. Mm-hmm. But 1% of middle-aged bees become undertakers. Undertakers? Yes. A genetic brain pattern compels them to remove dead bees from the hive. Okay. Yep. And here's what we were talking about before with the reformatting their brain. Yeah. Regular honeybees who perform multiple jobs in their lifetime can change their brain chemistry each time that they take on a new job. So that they can be, like, good at their new job. Yep, Instead exactly. of just being, like... I fail. Right. So even though the bee movie is yeah. largely considered a joke, and there's yep. definitely many parts of that movie that mm-hmm. just, like, did not care oh, yeah. about science at all. No. Some of it is actually, like, touching on what yeah. could be accurate. Yeah. In that there is a force of bees that leave the hive. Yep. A force of bees that are not supposed to leave the hive. Yes. But, like, a small number of bees who maybe are like, I'm going to... I'm going to challenge that. Yeah. I'm going to change myself. Yeah. And the rest of the hive's like, are you sure, bro? And they're like, yes. Yes. I am sure. Yep. And the they're day like, I am different. Okay, fine. Sounds yeah. good. Thank you for helping yeah. the hive. We'll tease you a little, but like, okay. Yeah, do it, bro. Yeah. And also, bees absolutely can have romantic and sexual relations with full-grown human women. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Come on. Have you never seen the bee movie? Again. Do not want. <laughs> it's really funny, actually. So messed up. Oh, my goodness. It's so odd. Wow. It's no, so odd. No, thank you. Ray Liotta's in it. Yeah. What a, a Stinks in it as movie. himself, too. Isn't that a Woody Allen movie, too? No. Or something like that? No. No? I don't think okay, so. Okay, thank goodness. I don't know, dude. I mean, it's Jerry Seinfeld, but I don't... <laughs> not the same thing, thank goodness. No, uh, no. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a couple more really cool fun facts for you. Do we have time for a couple of them? Let's squeeze them in. Like rapid fire fun facts. Okay. So um, honeybees can recognize faces and facial patterns. So it's called configular processing and it's being researched by scientists and might be used to help computer scientists improve face recognition technology. So faces of other bees? And of humans. Wow. Yes. So all those stories about, like, people who make friends with honeybees, yes. like, accurate. Yeah. Yeah. They do know you. They yeah. are your friend. I'm not sure about friend, but they, they, are. they can no, recognize they are. you. Come okay, on. sure. You share a little crumb of your of your yes. coffee cake with them. And then they love you forever, just like crows. Aww. Okay. See, the real Disney princess, her friends would not be bluebirds. Her friends would be honeybees and crows. And magpies. And magpies, absolutely. Yep. All right, I have... Uh, Counter argument to the idea that all bees are like overachieving hard workers. Okay. And that is Give that me slacker bees. There are some slacker bees. Yes. Researchers at the University of Illinois found that not all bees are interchangeable drones, which okay. we already knew that, right? Right. A 2011 study found that agitated honeybees can become pessimistic. Oh. Yeah. So they might even have feelings, and those feelings can affect how hard they work. Obviously, this only came out seven years ago, so we don't know a ton about how that works yet, but that's definitely an area that they are still studying. They're like, look, this bee was like, I'm tired of the daily grind. Yep. So I'm going to do the bare minimum. Yep. They turned into the Gina's. Mm -hmm. No, Gina's actually pretty hardworking. Oh, that's true. Bless Gina Linetti of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I can't wait for her to come back. Mm, I got bad news for you. I, <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute my own. 
In B world, Gina Linetti lives on. Okay. Okay. All right. One more really cool thing. Yes. Okay. Blow my mind. Serial killers. No. (laughs) Function like bees. In that, they commit their crimes close to home, but far enough away that the neighbors don't get too suspicious. Similarly, bees collect pollen near their hive, but far enough away that predators can't find their hive. It's referred to as a buffer zone. Mm -hmm. And to understand how that works, scientists have studied bee behavior and written up algorithms that then forensic scientists have used to improve computer models to find felons and criminals. I mean, okay, as fascinating as this is, firstly, any fun fact that starts with serial killers is really not that fun of a fact. They're my favorite fun (laughs) facts. And secondly, as the resident serial killer expert, because I have now officially watched all, (laughs) I have now officially watched a full eight seasons of Criminal Minds, so I am the resident serial killer expert. I was afraid you were... That's like way oversimplifying serial killers, okay? I was afraid... Some of them have no home base. Oh, Oh, whoa. Those are the worst ones. Uh, so are the bees that have no hive. No. <laughs> the lone well, they just bees. die. <laughs> yeah. Don't you they, wish serial killers They go on like a that? killing rampage first. Oh, no. They have knives. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. They, they have little tiny toothpicks Tinker and they Bell fight you in a storeroom. That's disgusting. also a reference to the bee movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I was afraid for a minute there that you were going to say that you were the resident serial killer. <laughs> And I was going to quickly rethink my living situation. Oh, no. No, no, no. Resident <laughs> expert oh, on okay. serial killers. Oh, thank God. There you go. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, my God. That, that's, it's just like the tiniest little slice of insight yep. into the honeybee life. It's, we didn't even touch on, like, all nope. bees. Because no. that's just, it's too many things. Yeah. Yeah. So part one. Every time we every time we do an episode like this, I I laugh at us thinking our first episode should be should be about geckos as a whole. Right. We will one day revisit geckos and talk about other gecko species in detail, my friends. I do I I wanna nitpick one quick thing today though. Yes. Um I was scrolling through Facebook when I first woke up this morning reading all the updates and I come across this article headline that says Oh, what? Geckos can walk on water. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And scientists now know how it works. And they had a picture. Of a leopard gecko. Of a freaking leopard gecko. Yeah. And, and I saw like, that and I thought, that's not, not right. accurate at all. Because if you're talking about geckos that utilize Van der Waals bonds yes. in their feet. Yeah. The leopard gecko. It's not a leopard gecko. It's one of the gecko. few geckos that does not do that. <laughs> if you're going to pick a picture of a gecko to illustrate this, how would you pick the one? Right. Or one of the very few out of 1,500. That has claws and definitely cannot walk on water. <sighs> Issues. Ridiculous. Issues, my Ridiculous. friends. Also, they... they uh, no. Yeah. Um, if you want to see stuff on your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed yeah. that is not dumb, you should follow us. <laughs> nice. You like my segues? I do. I do. I like my segues. That was excellent. You should follow us on Facebook. You can find us at just CritterCast. You can find us on Instagram at CritterCast Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at CastCritter. Or you could go to our website, which is CritterCastPodcast.com. Hell yeah, you can. And on our website, you can find all of our episodes. You can also find all 23 of our episodes on iTunes or Spotify. Uh-huh. You can leave a review on Facebook. You yep. can leave a review on iTunes. You can't leave a review on Spotify because they haven't stepped up their game yet. But you can still listen and enjoy on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, absolutely. You can leave a Please comment do. on our website. And if you have done all that, or if you haven't done all that, but you're like, hmm, what's another way I could check out Critter? cast you can hop on over to our patreon page it's getting up into the middle of the month um in the next week Mm -hmm. or so so it's the time to start joining in and keeping an eye out for those bonus uh for that bonus content those bonus audio bloopers and behind the scenes videos that go up mid-month once a month oh my gosh i'm so excited for that i'm so glad that i'm a patreon supporter yes and if you (laughs) if you already liked our facebook page then you saw some some of our new prototype stickers that we want to put out there that are exclusively say i support CritterCast on patreon yeah and they um eventually we're gonna have a sticker for each tier we're so excited they come from 
uh, friend of the show, Art by Zara, mm-hmm. and they yes, are the just adorable. Right now we have Poppy and Basil, mm-hmm. so and which is convenient. Those are our first two tiers, actually. Yeah. Or Poppy's pal is our one dollar tier, and Basil's buddies is our two dollar tier, mm-hmm. and uh, it goes up from there. We don't have uh, designs of those animals yet because we're not paying Zara at this point, <laughs> so she's gonna do it on her own sweet time, and we're gonna just be really excited whenever we get what we Absolutely get. Absolutely, we yeah. will be. <laughs> so. Um, for our next few episodes, it'll just be random animals that we decide we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, and you guys will enjoy it, hopefully. That's the goal. Yeah, you will. If you or have else, <laughs> I'll send the bees after you. Oh, no. So that they can... <laughs> the serial killer bees. Oh, no. <laughs> the ones that have been kicked from the hive. Yep, and, and they're angry and pessimistic about the world, <laughs> and they're bringing their Swiss Army knives to your oh, door. their Swiss Army knife mandibles. Yep. <laughs> Oh, the horror. The horror. <laughs> if you are going to share anything with us on social media and you're worried we won't see it and you tag us oh, in no. it, but you're still worried we won't see it, you can always use the hashtag. Hashtag critters love the booty. Yes, they do. Uh, it's our general hashtag. And of course, if you're if you're tagging a specific type of animal, you can always say hashtag insert this animal here. Loves the booty. Such as dogs love the booty. Uh-huh. Geckos love the booty. Bees love the thorax. Bees love the thorax today specifically. <laughs> or bees love the booty because, you know, yes. who doesn't love to say that? Um, but that's that's us. That's where you can find more about us. Yeah. We're pretty cool, we think. We're great. Uh, we th- we You're hope- great too, so come hang out with us. It'll everybody, be amazing. Everybody in the Critter Cast crew, Critter Cast crew <laughs> I can talk. Yeah. Is pretty great. Yeah, it's uh, true. <laughs> and today, again, was episode 23 Save the Bees Part 1. Yeah. Because there will be many parts after. Yep, yep, yep. They just won't come in sequential order. We'll get back around to bees at some point. You know what? We we have to string you along. (laughs) Make sure you keep tuning in. Absolutely. Because we know you're only here for the We jump around, right? (laughs) Jump around. We took 22 episodes to get here. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) To episode 23. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile.